Hey there, and welcome to the If She Did It podcast. I'm your host, Becky Fagan, a social media and business growth coach helping aspiring and new entrepreneurs kickstart their business and master Instagram marketing. In these episodes, we'll be talking all things entrepreneurship and social media marketing as a whole. You'll leave every episode energized and ready to bring yourself and your business to the next level. Welcome back to the If She Did It podcast. This week, we're talking with my friend, Jessica Ludlow, who is a sales and marketing coach for social media. She helps online coaches gain visibility on platforms so that they can create that impact and income that they were made for. She's actually had four businesses and she's not even 25. Like not even that she's not even 25. She's not even 21, guys. She's 20 years old and has already had four businesses. She shares her entire story with you all in this podcast episode from her first business to the failures to the one that she has now as a coach and how it's how she's managed to um, be successful in it. Um, it's it's a really fun, really awesome interview, and I'm really, really excited for you all to hear it for yourselves. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Jess. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on today. I'm so excited to have you. We have been trying to do this for so long and we're finally doing it. <laughs> okay, so I know that you, we were, we've talked and you have had so many businesses for like such a young woman and I would love for you to like share your entire story from the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey and let's start there and then we can dive deeper. Yeah, sure. So let's take a bath to freshman Jessica where I was literally just sitting in my dorm room studying business for so but in business school and I saw this need in the market really it just stemmed with the simple like the simple need of the market like anything of okay I have a dairy allergy and I literally did not eat chocolate for three years because I couldn't eat it because like there was no good stuff on the market right so i decided to literally order some ingredients off amazon and watch 734,000 youtube videos as to how to make chocolate and i just got my kitchen and i got to it and my whole goal was like okay i want to create today's candies that are dairy free gluten free vegan like that fit all of these restrictions that people have because I know it's not just me, right? So that's where it started. And I connected with people online. I connected with people at my school. I entered pitch competitions to try to win money for like startups and like um, expos and that type of thing. And it really just all, that was where my entrepreneurial spirit was born, was the idea that I saw a need in a market and I'm not just someone to sit there and wait for someone else to create it. I'm going to create it myself. So with that being said, pure chocolate, that's what it was called. It was born and it did really, really good for the first couple of months. I don't know if it was a mixture of family and friends buying it and then also reaching the target audience to a certain amount, but after about three months, it died off really fast. And I asked myself, okay, why? Well, it wasn't in front of the market. It wasn't in front of the people who would actually buy. And maybe you can resonate 
to this or your listeners can that, okay, you can have the best product in the world. You can have the best service in the world, but if your customers aren't in front of you, you'll never buy. So I started doing social media and I started going to more events and more booths to try to get pure chocolate kind of lifted off the ground, but still I wasn't finding my target audience. So what I decided to do instead is I, I don't like to call it a failure, but it was a lesson learned. I was like, at the end of the day, I did find a different chocolate company that I could eat that I didn't have to make myself. I like, I wanted to take what I learned and maybe apply it to something that a, I can get in front of a target market better and a target audience and be able to do something that I'm just like overall more passionate about and that can make me more money. Um, I don't know if you know, but $3 chocolates is not going to make you a millionaire, <laughs> right? So um, from there, I just put it on the back table and I started just really studying marketing. I am finishing up my degree in marketing and management. So I wanted to truly understand demographics and the whole true marketing process because I jumped into something that I should have known a little bit more about. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to know a lot, but I knew nothing and I continued to know nothing. So I just worked on really understanding the marketing process. So that takes me to my next business where my dad and I went to a seminar and we learned about Amazon and the ability to supply goods and services to Amazon. So my dad and I partnered up, we created an LLC, we did all the, all the legal things, blah, 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 blah. And we started supplying foam rollers to Amazon. Such a random product, like foam rollers of all things, like you use them in the gym, but like, okay, like you would never think to order 500 them and supply them to big Amazon, right? So we did that. And with that, we saw so many different aspects of how Amazon works. And it's one thing to actually be like a customer of Amazon, but then to be a supplier and someone who sends them goods to then sell, whole new concept. <laughs> so after time, we learned how to do it and we were pretty successful at it. And it was all good and dandy until something super interesting happened where Amazon decided that they didn't want to supply, have a supply to them anymore. Why? Because they were creating their own brand. Now, this is a huge learning lesson. Um, if you just know anything about like scalability and profit margins that when you can supply your own good, it's always going to be cheaper for you rather than outsourcing and having middlemen in between. So Amazon bought us out and basically decided, okay, we're going to start supplying our own foam rollers. We don't need you anymore. So that kind of like hurt a little bit. I was like, okay, something that was going good-ish, but maybe not anymore. The lesson there, I suppose, would we can get into lessons, I suppose, after if you want. But so that happened for a while. And that happened for about a year, I would say. So now I'm about 19 and a half. Ooh, I'm really old now. And I decided to go back to the marketing. And I wanted to learn more about marketing. 
So I decided to start virtually assisting other business owners, whether they were online photographers, online health and fitness coaches, online business coaches. I really love this niche and I wanted to start dappling my feet into that more, but I wanted to understand the business side of it. Because Becky, as you probably know, it's one thing to be posting on Instagram and saying, I made a 10K month, blah, 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 blah. But what really goes on behind that? What are the taxes that are about that? What are the, what does the, the systems look like? What does the email lists look like? The, the Google drives, the active campaign lead pages, like blah, 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 like all of these other things that the beginner consumer or the beginner coach wouldn't think about. I wanted to learn more about because in my head, I had a vision to do that one day. But before I wanted to start coaching, I was like, let's learn from other businesses. So that's what I did. I started virtual assisting and this was about, I would say a year and a half ago where I started doing this. And I did this for six to eight months. And with that, I learned so much, as you can imagine, everything from what really goes into building a a successful business and then the things that you shouldn't shouldn't do I took all of that and I built my own coaching practice so that takes me to where we are today after a long twisted windy road <laughs> of many businesses that I learned from all of these other businesses I know what to do and what not to do when it comes to marketing and sales and all of those things and now I teach that to other people so that they can prevent all of those mistakes and have a straighter shot to success rather than like ride seven roller coasters along the way. Right. Yeah. So that is where I am. And so now currently I am a sales and marketing coach for social media for entrepreneurs, but especially online coaches. That's amazing. Everyone listening to this, you just like, like absorb the fact that she is not even out of college yet and doing all of this and has done all this. Like that is so amazing. Like it really is so amazing. Um, so what do you feel like? Because I think a lot of people are always like, Oh, product based is so different than service based. Like they're not the same at all. They're so like all that kind of stuff. So with that in mind, what do you feel like from your product based businesses you were able to learn to like bring into your service based business? Mm. Looking at costs are everything looking at it takes money to make money and some people believe that some people don't but i definitely do you have to put in x amount whether it be in inventory whether it be in um distribution channels to then get a return on your investment and that goes as well for a service-based business maybe you need to set up a website maybe you need to set up and buy an email domain, like buying a six, paying $6 more a month so that you can have a hundred more people on your email list. Knowing those types of things, yes, they're costs, but then again, it takes money to make money. So looking at that over, overall ROI, the return on your investment, rather than just, oh crap, this is gonna cost me an extra 30 bucks a month, what the heck? Like, no, 
But then also with that being said, make sure you shop all of your options and look at all of your resources before you hand that credit card. I'm a super resourceful person. So doing a lot of YouTube and doing a lot of um, things that don't necessarily cost as much as it could is a great way if you are just starting out. Yeah, that's such a good point also. Like, I I definitely watch my fair share of YouTube videos and all like I don't even know what else did I do obviously I read a bunch of Instagram posts and blog posts and all the things that I could possibly do before I started my business I was doing social media management for a bourbon distillery and long story short I had a lot of free time on my hands I spent all that time reading articles about like marketing and Instagram and all those things and that like made such a difference for me when I started my business so. Yeah, and I think that's something super interesting that we're like talking about here because so many coaches would say, oh, well, just go buy my $700 course. Like, just do it. Like, it'll just save you so much time, blah, 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 blah. But if you seriously don't have the money available, if you seriously cannot do that, don't just give up. Look at what other resources you have available. Google, powerful tool. YouTube, powerful tool podcasting now amazing making sure that before you invest you take all those other things and then when you're ready to invest do it but just looking at everything in front of you yeah I totally agree and I think and that doesn't at all like say like don't invest in a coach like I know you think I know I think like it's so valuable to invest in a coach but it's to say like if you literally like you are like you just said like if you literally do not have any possible way to invest in a coach right now like you can still take the steps and even sometimes even if you take a week to like maybe you do have some money to invest but you're scared and you just take a week to like listen to podcasts and read and learn some of your some on your own then you know what to look for in the coach that you that you're looking for because you know what you need the most help with yeah so. oh my gosh i love that that was so good <laughs> Yes. It's like, it's such an important thing though. Um, okay. So tell us like, you know, what, what inspired you? I know that you told us like the reason that you started your first business was because you saw like a, um, like you saw something that needed to be put into the market. Like you saw that thing that needed, that was needed. But like, Beyond that, I guess instead of what inspired you to go after your dreams as an entrepreneur in the first place, like what inspired you to continue down the road? Like you had a business, it didn't go as planned, then you decided again, and then you decided to go again. Like what was what kept you going to try again with different things? I think it's something that you're born with. I think that that I have a sense of resilience, um, a will not to give up, also knowing that I am not the typical nine to fiver. I've had one internship that was nine to five and I'm glad it lasted like three months because actually no, I quit before the three months was even up. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but many of you guys listening might even feel the same way that you just feel like there's a deeper purpose to life that you were put on this earth for a reason and it's not to sit at a desk or if it's to sit at a desk and to do something else and to transform lives or to leave a big impact on the earth. Like I want to make my time on this earth while well, we're getting deep here, like to leave, leave the biggest impact possible so that when 
the next people come along, they can leave the biggest impact possible that I wasn't willing just to be like, well, that didn't work. Okay. Let's now finish, buckle down, finish school and get that nine to five. Like, and on top of that, not going to lie. I was in the hole financially from my chocolate business. I had more expenses than profit and was therefore at a negative number. And I saw that negative number and it was discouraging. I was like, oh crap, like that's upsetting. Like I've actually cried a couple times over it. But I was like, no, I'm not stopping until that number is going to be positive. And it's going to be a big positive number too. Yeah. So I think that's a, there's a lot of different aspects in that, but all of those were big factors. Yeah. I love that. And what you said about like, you feel like it's something that people are born with. It's really so true. Like I, um, I had a VIP with my coach when we were recording this, I had it last week with her and I was telling her something about like a dream I had as a child. I think that I brought up the fact that at like age 12, I was watching HGTV's like income property show. And I was like, that's going to be me one day. I want income properties. And she was like, Becky, that's so, it's so obvious you were born with this entrepreneur like mindset. If at 12 years old, you're sitting there watching TV being like, I'd love to make money on a house. Like that would be really cool. Um, and so for those of you that are listening, like if things like that are normal for you and you're thinking about ways that you can make money on your own, or maybe you have a job and you're like, I'm so young, but like, I can already see how to run this business better than the people running this business. You probably might be meant to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you're not ready to step into your power at your fullest right now, but okay, how can I take an extra step and take this new idea to the companies to improve their management system, to do this, to do that? Like, maybe you don't want to fully leave your nine to five or whatever. You're not ready for that. But what are the little things that you could do along the way that will add up at the end? Yeah. That's such a good thing. And that's such a good question for people to think about because that's so true. Um, okay. So tell us what your favorite part about your business that you have now is. My clients. Oh my gosh. I love them. And just the transformations that can come from them. So like I said, I do marketing and sales, right? And there's so many girls that come to me like, I just feel icky when I try to sell. I Maybe you're thinking this right now in your head that I just like, I feel like I'm just taking people's money. Like I just, I just feel, yeah, icky. And I love helping them see the value in themselves and in with proven strategies, with marketing strategies, whatever, that anybody can make money. That you are just as gifted and as talented and as able as the girl making a million dollars and you can get there. And then they get their first two clients and they're like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like or whatever. So like, even just thinking about it, it warms my heart. And Becky, you can probably like relate on a lot of these little, um, like on this level that it's just like, it's amazing what you can do now, especially all online. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. It's so true. Yeah. Yesterday I was like, uh, my mom FaceTimed me at like eight o'clock at night and she, I'm just like sitting there with the biggest smile on my face. And she's like, what? And I was like, 
every single one of my clients has messaged me today and they're all killing it right now. Like all of the things. And like, also to know that like you can be killing it and like, that doesn't necessarily mean you have a client. Like for example, they're in, we're in the part of my program. They, they just, you know, people in my, in my program, they usually like either just start their business or like don't even have a business when they start my program. And they all are in the part where they're like, they've been building connections. They've been getting to know people and they give, they um, release their freebies and they all have like, 15 plus signups for their freebies within the first like 24 hours of it being open and they like just started their business a few weeks ago and I'm like running around my apartment like jumping up and down so excited like it's so much fun to witness other people take those steps to success in their business yeah and I loved oh my gosh that's amazing because like the wins really don't have to be like when the money's in your bank account type of thing if you went on your Instagram stories today and talked for the first time in three months. I don't know about you, sister, but that is a win. Like you are showing up. Okay. You DM seven people today. Um, win times seven, like that is great. So like taking those little wins, they're not little. Every win is so remarkable and a part of that journey. Oh God, I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm smiling just sitting here because I just love business so much. He is smiling guys. Um, but no, I totally agree. In the beginning of the program, I always like push them because it's a group program. I'm always like, share your wins, share your wins. There's no win too little. And then they'll like share a win and be like, it's just a little win. I'm like, no, it's not like, this is such a big win. This is so exciting. (laughs) Literally. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, um, Those are the bulk of my questions. The last question, I love asking this at the end of every podcast episode. Um, If someone is thinking about starting their own business, like they want to, but they're really scared to, what would you tell them? What's the worst that could happen? What is the worst that can happen? Literally, think of the worst possible situation, whatever that may be. Write it down. I don't know. Think of it. If you're driving, don't write it down. Bad idea. But um, ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And then ask yourself, what is the probability of that happening? And if that really does happen, what, what does that mean? So, so not only thinking about – because our brains technically – or usually think of the worst thing that can happen, and then they just stop there. But if you continue that thought as to where it could go, if you finish that thought out, you'll realize that's not even that bad. And again, the probability of that happening is 4%. Okay, that means 96% of it's going to happen. So why not just try? Yeah. I love that. I love that. And telling them to like, think about it and think of all those things. It's so true. Something that was really helpful for me that a coach told me once was she was like, what's the worst going to happen? And I tell her and she goes, okay, so how can you prove to yourself that that's, that can't actually happen? Like in what world, in what world would that actually happen? And I'm like, you're so true. You're like, you're so right. Like there's, I have no way to prove to myself that that can actually happen. So why am I so scared of it? Like the small like chance that it might. And I also like to think about Steve Jobs had that same exact thought that you had and look at him now. Like there's so many amazing things and so much amazing potential for you that you don't ever know unless you try. Yes. 
It's so true. It's so true. Everyone just needs to try. Amazing. That was such a great answer. Um, before we sign off, is there anything else? If not, it's totally cool. But is there anything else that you want to add? Maybe something we didn't chat about that you wanted to? Um, yeah. No, I think that this was an awesome conversation. I'm so grateful for everyone listening. Uh, come and hang out with me on Instagram. That's the place where I'm at. So come follow me at I am Jessica Ludlow. And DM me, say hello, and let's become friends. Amazing. And I will link her Instagram in the show notes so that you all can get to her very easily. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks. Have a good day, everyone. What an awesome episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me for you all to give the If She Did It podcast a rating and review and let me know what you're loving about the podcast. Let me know what you'd like to see about the podcast. And who knows, you might just get picked to win a free 30 minute strategy call with me. Maybe, maybe not. But for that to happen, you're going to have to give me a review for the If She Did It podcast. Um, to connect with Jess, you will see all the links in the show notes. And I will see you all next week on the If She Did It podcast.